so the writ expected to be dropped uh, for the provincial election on Monday. Mm -hmm. You'll go to the polls May 29th. You have decisions to make. What is that going to be? And in this province, very, very interesting, right? It is... It's a two-horse race. Two-horse race. And there's a huge pile of undecided yes. voters still sitting there. And what will sway them? Well, there's been an awful lot of promises, dueling promises in some ways, and then dueling reactions as well. So we wanted to just sort of get you set up ahead of Monday's writ drop and uh, have a chat with political analyst John Brennan, who we are going to have on a regular basis because we love chatting with him about politics. John, how you doing? Hi, Daryl. It's great to be with you. Yeah, always, uh, always good to chat with you. Uh, wh why don't we start with the arena? Yeah, <laughs> the the, uh, the event complex. Lots of people saying that uh, Daniel Smith tried to paint Rachel Notley into a corner, in a way. Well, she has somewhat in that the NDP hasn't co come out in support of the deal. You know, saying that they want more information and. You know, Rachel Notley was alleging yesterday that there's some sort of secret deal that's a part of what was actually announced the other day. So we'll see how this plays out. I don't think Rachel Notley and the NDP want to turn the provincial election campaign in Calgary, which is incredibly important, mm -hmm. into a referendum on the arena deal. Because my sense is the majority of Calgarians probably like the fact they're getting a new arena, although they might not be that keen on how it's actually being financed because if you look at the actual deal 870 million out of the 1.2 billion is being provided by the public sector by the city and by the province so i suspect some calgarians won't be keen on how the deal is structured but i think they're probably happy that they're getting a new arena mm, john brennan joining us uh this morning i mean calgary may be happy it's getting a new arena there's a lot of politicians in edmonton whose noses are out of joint uh that uh provincial cash is going towards that wanting to see, wanting to see some money coming edmonton's way saying hey you know we didn't get that and you go back in time when mm. Danielle Smith was leader of the uh, Wild Rose Party, said she did not agree with, you know, provincial money going towards uh, buildings like this. Uh, does Edmonton have a right to be ticked off? Oh, absolutely, because you remember back in 2012 and 2013 when the whole arena deal was roiling in Edmonton, um, then-Mayor Stephen Mandel made an appeal to the provincial government to try to get provincial support and was turned down. And the fact that Daniel Smith is committing $330 million from the provincial government to the arena project in Calgary, you know, that's going to get noses out of joint. Now, she did say that, you know, the province is prepared to look at possibly help fund phase two of the ice ditch project. Mm -hmm. So not sure exactly what that entails. But, you know, the city does have other projects that could use some provincial funding. And one thing that I thought of uh, the other day is... Uh, the demolition of the old Coliseum, yes. because apparently as part of this deal, the province is going to pay for the demolition of the Saddle Dome. So if the province was prepared to, to pay for the cost of demolishing the Coliseum, that might mollify Edmonton a little bit, because then they wouldn't have to spend their capital dollars yeah. on that. And remember, Jay Lynn, when uh, Mayor Sohi sent in that laundry yep. list of, of projects before the provincial budget. You and I talked about it at the time. One of those projects was the rehabilitation of Commonwealth Stadium, and that's about a $180 million project. That's something that, if I was Mayor Sohi, I would be getting, uh, getting my oar in the water and, and putting that project forward as something that perhaps the provincial government could fund.
John, every single election campaign, the governing party will come out and it doesn't matter what political stripe, they all do it and, and start making announcements and making announcements, making announcements. Then the opposition parties also say, this is where we're going to spend. Is there anything unusual uh, in this campaign, which clearly is already underway, uh, compared to other ones for the amount of announcements and spending and, and, and sort of spin on that spending? I think a couple of things, Daryl. I think one is the fact that Alberta is so wealthy and that the provincial government is awash in cash. So it has the money to be able to dole out. But you're right. You know, leading up to any election, whether it's provincial or federal, the governing party always turns on the taps and makes a lot of announcements. And, I, you know, I think the other thing that's unique in this circumstance is the fact that the two parties are just so close. That is an absolute dead heat. Mm. You know, we had the latest polling out yesterday from Abacus Data, which shows the NDP at 47% province-wide amongst decided voters and the UCP at 46% amongst decided voters. But, you know, as I said the last time I was on the show, the devil is always in the details, (laughs) drilling down into the regional numbers. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the regional numbers, you look at Edmonton amongst decided voters, the NDP at 62%, and the UCP 33%, 29% lead for the NDP in Edmonton. So they appear poised to sweep Edmonton. I really think only Edmonton Southwest is really going to be competitive. But in Calgary, you know, Abacus Data has the UCP back in the lead at 48%, with the NDP at 43%. Wow. You know, and, and Calgary is really going to be a battleground in this campaign. And then when you look at the rest of Alberta amongst decided voters, 56% with the UCP and 39% for the NDP. So, you know, the UCP continues to have a stranglehold on the seats outside of Edmonton and Calgary. So it is really going to be a very competitive election campaign. John Brennan joining us this morning. We know that uh, public safety is, has become uh, really one of the big, big uh, planks in, uh, in, in the UCP um, uh, platform, if you want to put it that way. I mean, there's been announcement after announcement after announcement. I know, you know, city administration here in Edmonton asking like last year for some of this stuff. And now it shows up as we're heading into this into this election. Mm-hmm. But is and, and we know that, you know, public safety and crime is an issue uh, on a lot of people's minds, but do you believe that it's as uh, important to Edmontonians, Calgarians, as it is uh, maybe being portrayed by the parties? Because I'm wondering if affordability and health care might still rank higher. Well, you're absolutely right, Jalen. They do rank higher. I think crime and social disorder is an issue, and certainly the UCP think it's an issue because they're going hard on it. But, you know, if you look at all the polling data from all the firms, whether it's Abacus Data, Leger, Trend Research, they all show the same thing, that the biggest issue for Albertans is affordability, is inflation. So that's the cost of groceries, the increasing cost of utilities, the increasing cost of gas, and how that's straining people's resources. And then the second biggest issue is health care, access to health care, mm-hmm. the lack of family doctors, uh, waiting times in emergency rooms, wait times for surgery, wait times for ambulances. Like, just the whole healthcare environment is a huge issue. And then thirdly is the economy, you know, the state of the economy. So those issues remain. Inflation, healthcare, and economy is the top three issues in Alberta. But 
Obviously, the UCP see crime and social disorder as an issue and a salient issue for them and their voters, and I think that's why they're going so hard mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of issues. There are a lot of promises. Does does this one not boil down to trust? Because they're both making promises, right? Yeah. Does it come down to that? That's certainly what the NDP has been pushing, thinking that they have the trump card in that one. No, no pun right. intended. You're- No, you're right, Daryl. The NDP is pushing that issue because especially in all their advertising, both on radio and TV, they're really calling it in question Danielle Smith's competence and whether or not she can be trusted. And it's interesting because the Leger poll last month asked Albertans who would make the best premier. And 36% said uh, Rachel Notley and 29% said Danielle Smith. So Danielle Smith continues to be a boat anchor around the neck of the UCP. But what the UCP has going for it is the conservative brand. Mm-hmm. Because despite what a lot of people might think, the conservative brand is still strong in Alberta, both federally and provincially. That's why we saw last week, I'm sure you folks noticed that, with uh, Stephen Harper's yes. lukewarm endorsement video, where he, where he called on conservatives in Alberta to vote conservative without naming Danielle <laughs> Smith or the United Conservative Party. <laughs> and, you know, that's literally an appeal to voters who have voted conservative in the past, either federally or provincially, to come home and vote conservative. John, we'll leave it there this morning. Uh, looking forward to our weekly segments, which I think is going to start next uh, week after that, uh, after the writ has dropped. Always appreciate your time and your perspective. Thank you for this. Thanks, Jaylen. I'm looking forward to talking to the two of you during the course of the campaign. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. Likewise. Can't wait. John Brennan checking in uh, this morning. You can always get in touch with us at 780-496-0063. It's the Thursday edition of the all-new This Morning. Jaylen and I, Daryl McIntyre, back right after this.